Welcome to The Hoodoo Factory, a game show and discussion podcast about the 90s NBC sitcom classic, News Radio. We will be drafting News Radio episodes into units with a common theme. In part A of the podcast, we will host a game show based on our drafted episodes. The contestants will compete for ABSA points in hopes of being declared the ABSA winner. In part B of the podcast, we will discuss the episode in greater detail. We are three dorks who prefer the term news radiologists who decided to use Twitter and podcasting for good instead of pure evil. Welcome back to the Hoodoo Factory. We hope you enjoyed part A, where we declared Lauren the winner of our ABSA for Excellence in this podcast. And now we are back for part B, where we will discuss this episode in further detail. I'm Thad, and I'm here with Tom and Lauren discussing Balloon, the second episode in our Jimmy's Publicity Stunt Unit. To kick off part B, we're going to start off with some fun facts about the episode in a segment we call Half-Truths and Gorilla Dust with Tom. Thanks, Thad. Um, kicking off our half-truths and gorilla dust, Jimmy mentions that his uh, ballooning is in the tradition of Phineas Fogg um, and Richard Branson and the guy that owns that chain of Oriental Steakhouses. However, Phineas Fogg, from the Jules Verne novel Around the World in 80 Days, never rode in a balloon. He really? used steamships, trains, camels, but no balloon. That is a, a myth and incorrect. <laughs> Um, Jimmy tells Lisa that he's 40, 50 feet off the ground and then recalibrates to 40, 50 miles up. Uh, 50 miles is basically the, what the U.S. military and NASA consider the edge of space. So uh, he'd be in deep crap if, uh, if he was actually 50 miles up. Um, Dave says that the, uh, it takes two months to circumnavigate the globe. Actually, the fastest it's ever been done in a balloon is uh 268 hours and 20 minutes so that's a little over 11 days to circumnavigate the earth in a in a balloon um that was done in 2016 july of 2016 a russian (laughs) balloonist did it um let's see we also had a quote from jimmy uh riddle me this boy wonder which is uh, of course from the uh, batman series that uh, starring adam west yes so get a little little preview into future guest stars that was actually spoken by the riddler but you know that's that's the show they do a little bit of the who's on first uh yes bit by (laughs) abbott and costello uh from the 30s and 40s third Um, base (laughs) (laughs) i don't know third base so yes who was on first what was on second i don't know was third base why was in left field because was in center uh, tomorrow was the pitcher, today was the catcher, and I don't give a damn was shortstop. <laughs> the right fielder, they in the in the uh, bit proper, they don't ever address him, but later it, uh, nobody is the right fielder. Okay. Traditionally. And that is all we have for Half Truths and Gorilla Dust. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, that was a great segment, Tom. Thank you. Uh, now we're going to go to recap and discuss our Abs of Fever round from part A. Uh, basically go over the same categories, and I, as host, will get to give my two cents as well. So here we go. Uh, we're going to open up with favorite scenes. All right. So what are some of the favorite scenes uh, that we didn't mention in the first segment in part A? Lauren. Um, w- one of mine... Um... And I didn't include it as like a favorite scene to show a new person because it's so short. But um, the scene where Dave discovers what Jimmy's really up to, um, you know, it kind of it starts off with like Beth, like I got to go home and I'll call me if anything happens. Okay. I'll call you. And, th- and then, um, you know, Dave's just sitting there in the bullpen alone watching the news coverage and Jimmy saunters in behind him. That whole scene. Um, mostly, um, I really liked the the chase scene yeah. <laughs> at the end of it. Yeah. That's my favorite part of it. Um, I didn't choose it as a, a scene to show a new person just because it only includes like half the cast. But I did really like the way that, um, you know, Jimmy, he comes in for coffee and then he does a spit take because obviously he's got the, the coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's chaw spit, right? Oh, right. Um, that's like the only, almost the only thing that ties these two storylines together. Other yeah. than that, they're basically unrelated. Really so that point. was another thing I liked about it. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorites. You guys know I love the scenes without any actually words or dialogue. You know, <laughs> yeah. so it's all physical comedy. And like, I, I absolutely love that scene every time. So uh, you're right. Like, like once I connected that there was chaw in the coffee pot, I didn't think about how that is the thing that ties it together. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that would have been up there for one of my choices I probably would have mentioned if, uh, if, I was, if I was playing instead of hosting. Oh, and it was just so cartoony. Yeah, oh, it's total cartoony. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> like, Jimmy's <laughs> pushing the elevator buttons and Dave's doing a double take at the TV and then yeah. they're both running. And then he takes off. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and apparently ran down four floors. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love that scene. Uh, Tom, what was another one of your favorites that we didn't mention before? Uh, Dave and Bill in the break room with the, where Bill's trying to figure out where he's going to spit. Dave gives him a, another cup that is not his and <laughs> makes it known that that is for chaw spit and Dave's is for coffee. Yeah, I, I do not, I don't know if it's chaw. I don't like the scene. Like, I, it's not like I don't think it's funny or anything. It was like, it's, I think it's just the chaw that just upsets me. I'm just like. Uh, if, if anyone had mentioned that in part A, you would have lost points because I was like, <laughs> yeah. absolutely not. I don't know what it is. Uh, I think what I like most about that scene is that Bill is so obviously messing with Dave, right? Like it, that scene makes it clear because he's got his his mug. What if I accidentally switch the mugs? And he reaches all the way across the table to put it right next yeah. to Dave mug, Dave's mug, and then hey, that's my cup. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it makes me think the whole chewing tobacco thing completely was just to mess with Dave. No other reason. <laughs> that is a really interesting point. <laughs> I still don't like to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so one of the scenes that I had actually is like I really like when Beth and Lisa come in worried about Jimmy. Or, you know, like Dave gets to just react like he's he knows and he has to play like he doesn't know, but at the same time, you know, I, I just thought that was it was really it's really good to watch the way that Dave plays that scene. Um, and, and how much he communicates that he knows, but is not trying to upset his coworkers or let them know completely. He, he doesn't want to go back on his word to Jimmy, but he's really hoping they're going to figure it out. Right. <laughs> he's trying right. to give them every chance to figure it out. Right. And, and you know what? Like, I didn't put this as a, uh, as a enigma, but I am kind of like, man, like Dave brought in Lisa. Lisa drops a story. It's kind of on Dave right there. 
Yep. <laughs> so, um, all right. Do we have any other scenes uh, that that weren't mentioned that we liked? Lauren, did you have anything else on your list? Um, I had just one more. Uh, that scene um, after Jimmy supposedly crashes the balloon. I think it's the way he's like made his suit all disheveled that yeah. I really love so much. It's like he. It was such a great prop, and then he destroyed it. <laughs> um, and then Joe's terrible accent and the shameless plug for a jimmy james product and dave and lisa looking on disapprovingly and it's just a good moment um i thought a new person would be very confused if that was the oh, first yeah. scene you showed them yeah. <laughs> that would be very confusing <laughs> yeah and, and i think that it's tricky too because of the nature of the scene like for a new person to really kind of come in and, and not understand the type of humor would be uh would be a little bit difficult tom what did you think um yeah that that uh, it's it's so funny because Joe's Schwarzenegger is just so bad. It's like yeah. it's some kind of blend between Schwarzenegger and like a like a Brooklyn man, you know. Yeah. Like it's like, <laughs> it's wild. But uh, yeah, um, let's see. Other other than that, um, yeah, that was probably the the one I would have mentioned. The the next one. So okay, um, yeah. And the only thing I want to say about this, like, I, I think the Schwarzenegger accent is actually what makes it because it's what it really establishes a complete farce. You mm -hmm. know, like the, right, the worry right. is that oh, he's being stereotypical and this and that. Uh, but I think that it, it's such a farce that you can't even really claim that there's any any type of right. attempt to actually stereotype anything. No. Um, well, that and the fact that when he first walks out on screen, all he says is "Hey." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, like Jimmy says, like, oh, like I had, you know, like we had camels. He brought me over the border. I'm just like, so he looks like this, even though he's been <laughs> transported and taken care of. Like, all right, like it's it's all ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, what are some of the favorite quotes? Uh, not necessarily, again, not necessarily ones that you would want to use, but some of the favorite quotes that we didn't cover. Uh, Tom, how about you go? Um, Jimmy's as safe as a as a bug in a baby's bottom. <laughs> Which yeah. is oh, it's like, so upsetting. What? That's so upsetting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's funny. Um, that line from Bill is really good. Lauren, what's another one of your favorite lines? Um, this one, would I can't think of any situation where I would use it, but I love the line, what if something goes wrong and you get fatally injured or even killed? <laughs> like, what does Beth think fatally means? <laughs> Right, you know, I didn't even pick up on that. Just I thought it was funny that it was extra wordy, you know, like don't get hurt. Like Yeah, that's actually might be that's almost like a nice touch. Yeah. Um, so I think we we covered most of mine. I think I really have two. One is, man, what is he doing here? Which is just again like Joe the gatekeeper, uh coming in and eyeing up Dave once again, making sure that Dave is okay to, to be a part of their scheme. Uh, which in the in the series happens uh, a bunch of times. The other one is actually the riddle me this, uh, because I actually too in real life will call people the Riddler if they hit me up with too many questions. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, what about this one? So I'll be like, yo, who are you, the Riddler? Like, relax. <laughs> like, so I actually do do that, and every once in a while to mock them if they keep on doing it. I'm like, well, what is it with you? Riddle me this. What color is that? Riddle me this. What kind of car is it? Like. Um, so I actually do kind of use that in real life. So I, I really like the fact that that's in the episode, and uh, it's one of my favorites. Um, but those are all the ones. I, you guys covered the ones that I that I liked. Um, you know, it was supposed to be blooming the ass off. I gave it smoking, not nicotine. <laughs> um, I, I was actually kind of surprised because for me it was a little more difficult to find lines than I, than I thought. Like I really yeah. liked a mm -hmm. lot of parts yeah. of this episode, but it wasn't as quotable as I right. felt like yeah. it, it was when I started it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so any other quotes, anybody? The only other one that I have is, um, it, it's mostly just the dismissive way he uses it. The way Bill goes, um, what are you saying? Oh, I wouldn't worry about it. And Dave goes, oh, why not? And Bill goes, oh, I don't know. I just wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that could be usable. I, I haven't tried to use it in real life, but I think I might try to use it. I think there's enough situations that could come up with like, I don't have any reason. Just I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. I think you have to change the subject right after. Otherwise, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it creates that intrigue. Hmm. Like a hell of a week to quit smoking. <laughs> um, my other one would be uh, using a lot of people is exactly what went wrong in Dallas. That I I alluded to it before, but that that line cracked me up. That line, I just go, wait, what? <laughs> um, all right, yeah, okay, so. Going to our next uh, review category here are going to be the favorite gags. All right, I actually have a bunch of these that we mentioned. Uh, the who's on first routine. Um, you know, Jimmy, the Bill spitting the char in the coffee pot, which sets up Jimmy, you know, breaking mm-hmm. the mug and getting caught. Mm-hmm. Um, calling out Bill Gates. You know, uh, I thought that was all that was all pretty good. So, what are some of the other gags that we liked in addition to those, Lauren? Um, I like the hard cut to the ambulance. Yes, I like the way classic. they always use the exact same stock footage every single time. Yes. Um, it, that's already funny. But then I also like the way this time it doesn't lead anywhere. Like the episode just ends. Right. You know, usually it's like, yeah. oh, ne- next we see someone going off to the hospital or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's just like a little button on the end of the episode. Yep. Something happened again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anytime Bill tries to quit smoking, it's. <laughs> it's almost it's curtains for Bill. Yeah. It's funny how how excited I get when I see that ambulance, or how funny I think it is whenever I see that ambulance. <laughs> we've been trained, we've been conditioned. Um, all right, that's good. Uh, Tom, what's another one of the gags? Another gag that you thought was really good? Uh, just the use of the chaw, like how how much of it Bill is putting in his mouth the whole time. Oh yeah, like just, especially oh, like the God. first the first scene that he's doing it with Dave. So gross. Like he, I, I'm pretty sure he's like breaking, and just kind of covering it up, and and like because there's like some over here, and he's got to stick it, and that's why he like laughs, and some I mean, of it shoots right. out. I, I don't think that was like a <laughs> scripted thing. I, that, at least the way it looked to me, it, it looked like that was he just laughed because he it was so ridiculous. And it just worked. He he covered it, but yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that is the, the chaw. Yeah, the use of the chaw. I really can't find fault with. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny all over the place. Um, let me see. One of my favorite gags. I want to say Lisa clapping to focus Matthew. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know, because we do see it. We don't see it a lot, but we see it time to time. But he claps. And he just kind of like falls into it. That's, <laughs> And she explains it to him. So that's one of the gags that I really like. Um, I love the incoming message at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> all right, people, that's all I have. Uh, whole positions, incoming message, Mr. James. Like, it's so ridiculous and it's so silly, but I, I just find it really funny. I think it's funny. Well, I think it's sort of an example of the evolution of Dave. Like, season yeah, one, Dave true. wouldn't have done something like that. You know, he would have been like, oh, just a second, guys, you know, and listen to what Jimmy had to say, and then given, like, a normal announcement. Um, so it kind of demonstrates that he's gotten used to Jimmy's eccentricities, and um, he doesn't even mind playing into them from time to time. Yeah, <laughs> you know? just go, he just went with it. Just immediately. <laughs> he's starting to get used to his suicidal foolhardiness as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> yeah, he's not so phased by it anymore. Right. No. <laughs> he's really not. <laughs> um, I really like at the press conference that Jimmy takes over the mic. It kind of reminded me of like a wrestling type of interview. <laughs> like he gets all aggressive about Bill Gates, grabs the mic, and is like yelling into it. I'm talking to you, buddy. Um, and of course, uh, you know, Lisa's face as he's doing it is, is one of well, my And the catches. way she just, he wrestles the mic away from her and she still just like holds her hand there, like yeah. sort of to draw attention. Like, did you see what this guy yeah, just did? Like, you know, she just holds her empty hand up and then after a while she drops it and then she's got to wrestle it back from him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I just like, again, like him, him getting kind of animated and like turning it from like a press conference into some sort of, I don't know, just, just being over the top. <laughs> Um, I think that is pretty much it for me. Did anybody else have any? The only other thing was we kind of already addressed it, like just the running gag that Jimmy's so involved with all these big government events or conspiracies or whatever, the Apollo moon landing and maybe the JFK assassination and all this. So (laughs) timeline aside, just the idea that he's always there. Yeah. Um, I think I, saw, I had the tearaway suit just kind of noted like that's that's a mm. nice touch mm-hmm. I didn't see it coming from, a, from yeah. the tux to the thing <laughs> boom tearaway clothing is still fascinating even if it's impractical <laughs> alright so our next category is our favorite aspects and background catches uh, I mentioned Lisa's face during the press conference I think it's really funny how, how she's really communicating how ridiculous and <laughs> kind of how annoyed she is or frustrated she is um, so what are some of the other <laughs> background catches or aspects that we like? Tom? Um, no, nothing really hit me other than I did like that, uh, that countdown clock, but like, I didn't really see a yeah. lot that I was like, oh yeah, that's, I did like the light on the front of the, the little mini H- <laughs> HMS bad boy. I guess okay. that, that name is really <laughs> funny. Like a, why is it British? Like yeah. HMS is her, his, her, her Majesty's ship. Like why? Why is it British? And why is bad spelled with two D's? Oh, I didn't notice that. Is it? Yeah, it's it's B A D D. Is it like a um, an homage to Color Me Bad? What is? What is yeah. This? <laughs> yeah. Excellent questions. <laughs> Um, Lord, what were some of the best uh, aspects of background catches that you saw? Um, I had one more aspect, and then I got a, a handful of background catches. But um, the one aspect that I liked, uh, I, I like the way every time Jimmy's about to lose his video feed, he seems to have some sort of advance warning. Like, wouldn't it just cut? Wouldn't it just right. be like, he's still talking, people watching on TV are seeing static, like if it were real. But somehow he's always like, oh, no, it looks like we're about to lose the feed. Like the camera is, <laughs> I don't know, spinning off some warning, warning or something. I thought that was just like a nice little touch that every time he, okay. he knew it was about to happen. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. That was also good. <laughs> um, so what mine was the football handoff of the Evil Knievel helmet when he runs off the stage. That was nice. First of all, he never uses the helmet. Like, that helmet no. is only there for that single scene because he has yeah. that ballooners cap or whatever you want to call it on in the, in the balloons beer and on the soundstage. Um, but, yeah, but, again, like, it, it's just a big production. He has his hands up in the proper fashion. Joe really puts it in there, and then he runs out of the office with a press chase. Like, uh, but the football handoff to get him going was, yeah. just, you know, again – for me, I suppose that's probably pretty normal. I'm like, oh, he's got his hands right. Like, that's how you do it. <laughs> um, but I thought that was a nice little touch. 
Um, I got like mm, like two more. I want to say. Uh, so Lauren, what's another one of yours that you caught in the background? Um, so in the scene where Jimmy comes out to talk to the press about his journey at the very beginning, Dave walks out and everyone is waiting for Jimmy to make his appearance, you know, and, um, Dave walks past Beth's chair, which is empty. And the back of the chair is towards the camera. And it looks like there have been some DIY repairs made to it. It sort of looks like the, the back of the seat is like wrapped in duct tape and there's something yellow, like almost looks like caution tape, maybe zip ties. I don't know what, but it just seems like they there's a story behind that. I would like to know why. Like, why is there this damaged chair on set that is supposed to be Beth's chair? Huh. Um, that hmm. I, so I thought that was interesting. Maybe it's supposed to be a Joe repair job. <laughs> I, was, I, don't know, like I, I did not notice it at all. So now I have to go back and watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So my next one is the broadcaster is named Dave Charles on the TV, but Jimmy calls him Ron on the set. <laughs> which again just means that he's, he's completely fake he's completely yeah. an actor about it but like you know again like i didn't catch it until the rewatch that on the tv when he's doing the the announcing or you know the reporting i guess he's dave charles is the name they have on it and like, <laughs> nice job dynamite stuff there jimbo oh, thanks ron <laughs> uh so yeah i thought that was a that was an interesting part uh lauren you have another one um, yeah, so in the mug mix-up scene, on the counter behind Dave, there's a dish drying rack, and in the rack, there's like a plastic kid-style plate, you know, with the divided section okay. so the food doesn't touch. Um, I just thought that was like an interesting choice, and I would like to believe that that's Matthew's plate that he uses for his lunch every day. <laughs> Matthew or Andy? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you could go either way. <laughs> just a little background catch (laughs) alright so my last one is that um, in the scene with Bill and Beth uh, where she slaps him uh, an extra drops papers right behind them and like stops that was my last one okay all right, (laughs) yeah because I'm just like 16 minutes 45 seconds it's gotta be an accident right it's gotta be like this guy literally did like is that on purpose why would it be on purpose he might have made a choice. Maybe he thought he would stand out more, which obviously he did, you know. <laughs> Wearing white pants. But it would have been above. Yeah, you're going to stand out. I mean, it could have been an accident. It could have just been like, he dropped the papers and he's like, it looks weirder if I don't pick them up, right? So pick yeah. them up and keep moving. Or it could have been like, this is going to be my big break. They're going to really <laughs> notice me. Watch this. <laughs> Watch this action I'm going to do in the background here. Everyone's going to want to hire me. <laughs> I was like, what is it? What is it? Why? Why would they do that? Like, I, just, I just didn't get it at all. I hope it was an accident and he just made the choice that it would be weirder to not pick it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to go on to our keepsakes category. If there's anything else that was on the list, looking at mine, I had, you know, the jumpsuit, the terror, the tuxedo hat, uh, the ballooner hat, uh, which I don't even know what to call it. The cowl? Like, what does it have? They has in there the aviators. Yeah, cap. I don't. I'm sure there's a name for that thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is though. Yeah, um, and I think someone said the the model balloon, right? Yeah, the HMS Bad Boy. So yeah, so the ballooner hat is only one that I think that we didn't really cover already. Uh, what were some other things that that you would have liked to keep from the set? Um, I only had one that wasn't already called out, um, and is that there's another mini hot air balloon hanging in front of one of the green screens when they go down yeah. to the sound stage, okay. uh, where Jimmy was faking his balloon bit. So I would like, I think that 
mini balloon was also pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. That is a good one. Uh, the coffee coffee cups. Yeah. Those are cups great. Cups of the mugs, yeah. Yeah. Not the Chospit cups. The coffee cups. <laughs> <It's definitely not. laughs> it can be walked out. <laughs> yeah, I would have gone the, the banner with the logo. Like, good stuff. All right. So, uh, yeah, we pretty much have decided everything we wanted to pilfer. We've already got that on our list. Uh, so we're just going to get to the cast. All right, was there anything that we want to talk about with the cast or characters, uh, things that we haven't covered yet so far? Lauren? Um, just, you know, I, I mentioned that, like, the Jimmy spit take with the coffee was, like, the only connection between the two plots. The only other teeny tiny connection, which I don't even, it, it doesn't really count as a connection, but when, when Beth slaps Bill, yeah. and then there's the follow-up of, like, what's in your mouth? Mm-hmm. It just, it made the, the slap that much more believable to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, and the way she, like, grits her teeth and stuff, we're like, right as she's about to <laughs> slap him, and then she's all calm afterwards. I just thought that was a great performance by Vicky. <laughs> Lewis um and and it was another tiny little connection between the two plots that's true and you know I, it's funny because I looked at how how animated Bill was but it really does it makes her funnier because she's so calm in face right. yeah. oh, <laughs> you know um, <laughs> But again, like he's been chewing tobacco all day. Of course he's ready, of course he's ready to like snap or just start yelling at people. Uh, so I guess that scene is even better than I thought. But um, yeah, I think that it, great job by both of them. But yeah, uh, Vicky Lewis Beth really plays that well. Yeah, when when Bill delivers that line, I'm I'm supposed to do that to you. It's kind of like his Sergeant Bilko character, yeah. like the you know it's it's yeah. like he almost yeah, goes yeah, into yeah. that because his mouth is so full of chaw and he's angry. Like it's that yeah. All right. Uh, were there any other characters you want to mention? Tom, was there anything else you wanted to mention about the characters or so we haven't covered? Well, I, about the slap, it's you know it's clear that like this would have been Catherine's if she was still there. Like that yeah. would have been her her position. So they had to give the slap to somebody, and, and Beth was the one. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I mean, it's one of the things I actually wanted to ask in here. Which it was going to be the last thing. Now it's the first thing. Would this episode have been better with Catherine? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think every episode would be better right. with Catherine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, that's a short answer. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I, I feel like there's an energy missing in this episode. That's why it's it, to me it's not as good. Like in the beginning, especially like Bill's lines or deliveries are kind of flat. Uh, mm. Some of them, like when sitting at the conference table and um, when he's like, haven't haven't these ballooning expeditions already been done by billionaires like that's all real kind of there's just a flatness to the episode that in parts that i feel like you know Catherine's energy would have helped yeah i can see that sure and i feel like if she were there she would have been more involved in the chospit storyline which felt so disconnected because it was really just bill and dave you know, I yeah. think that's why that it's like I would forget that that was even the B story in this episode if you just right. gave me the name of the episode. But if sure. Catherine had been there, I think she would have been more involved in that storyline and it probably would have played a bigger role. Maybe it could have gotten a little more interconnected or something. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, all right. So all the stuff with the cast I have. Uh, there's no Detective Joe. Because he already has the answers. There's no mystery. <laughs> <song>. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> he's the guy that has the answers. So no Detective Joe, but I'm also thinking about finding a Joe descriptor for every episode as you go forward. <laughs> uh, but I do want to introduce Conspiracy Jimmy, <laughs> who is <laughs> alone, is talking about Deep Throat, the, man, the moon landing, uh, JFK assassination, like... Yeah, like conspiracy Jimmy is kind of a thing. Like we got to start tracking this. I think. So DB Cooper. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe he's cloned. I don't know. Like how how does this happen? Um, Okay, Uh, but you know that's a great way to review most of those categories. Now we're gonna go to a segment we call a time capsule from the internet. Lauren. Okay. So a time capsule from the internaut is just things that were sort of going on, um, you know, in the real lives of these cast members and whatnot around the time that this episode aired. So it seems Joe Rogan appeared on a talk show this week, although the poster Adam Rixey didn't remember which one and only caught half the interview. But he said Joe was funny going off about action movies and how people like Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme are total wusses and would get their asses kicked in a real fight. He did say he liked Jackie Chan, though. <laughs> All right, Joe. Good, good call. Um, Andy Dick was on Howard Stern this week. He called in at the end of the show. Stern mostly grilled him about his living situation and whether he was gay or bisexual. Andy promised to come visit next time he was in New York, and Howard Stern declared Andy was his new favorite guest. No word on whether he, um, you know, identified as gay or bisexual. Um, okay, so around the time this episode aired, it had just been announced that News Radio was going to get the pop-up video treatment. So for anyone who doesn't know what a pop-up video is, it was a VH1 television show that showed mostly music videos annotated via pop-up bubbles containing trivia and witticisms relating to the video in question. In this case, the pop-ups would be appearing over our 50th episode, which is the one where Bill gets sent to a mental institution. Uh, One of the pop-ups they teased in the trailer showed Phil Hartman and John Lovett sitting on the hospital bed side by side, and the pop-up read, Phil and John have been in bed together many, many times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Someone named RT97Law hoped they would include facts such as Andy has tripped over 100 chairs on set, or Dave has 30 coffee mugs on set at all times. (laughs) Um, The pop-up episode aired on April 1st, 1998, which was almost exactly a year after the original episode aired, and not too long after this episode, Balloon, aired. Nice. And that has been a time capsule from the Internauts. Awesome. I actually really like, I really liked pop-up video, and I actually really liked that episode, so. (laughs) I feel like I'm dating myself, but yeah, I loved pop-up videos. I'm so happy that somebody found it so I could grab a copy, because like... (laughs) That's good. I really wish. You know, AMC did it with movies. They kind of did a similar thing with movies. Mm. Oh. And I thought it was really good, too. And I can't find those anywhere. Mm. Um, Man. But listen to us, people. More trivia in the rewatches of our favorite stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Put those pop-ups in. Do it. Do it. Do right. it now. <laughs> Get to the chopper. I knew, I knew at some point in this episode, Tom was going to do a Schwarzenegger impression. I knew it. (laughs) Yes, the podcast was lacking the Schwarzeneggerian element. (laughs) A good Schwarzenegger impression. All right, getting back to our categories, we have our 
enigmas smothered in secret sauce. Again, questions that we have about this episode, most of them without answers. Um, Lauren, what is one of your questions? I'm sure, like me, you have about a thousand. So I, I covered the, um, the where were they going with the whole nobody notices Matthew bit. Right. Um, where did the conference table go during the press conference scene, and who moved it? Right. Mm. Jimmy's little stage is set up there. Nothing but empty space next to it. How big is this? How big is the floor that they're on? Is there just like a ton of empty space to move this giant table? And who moved it? I like Joe and who? Logistics <laughs> are the first thing that you're talking about. I want the floor plans. I want the manpower. Let's see some time cards here because I want to know what was going on on that floor. Was there a work order for that? <laughs> you're not wrong, but when a, when a billionaire has a lot of money, I'm just like, yeah, they find a way. And he replaced it with that tiny stage. <laughs> he probably, listen, he probably chopped it up and threw it away and just bought a new one the next day. <laughs> That's um, possible. But yeah, like like in a logistical sense, I, it is curious to figure out how they kind of managed to set that up. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, Tom, what is one of your enigmas? Uh, do these people not have any solo cups or any kind of plastic cup at work that could be used for jaw spit? It's got to be... Um, a porcelain mug that doesn't make any sense they're not a porcelain but you know a coffee mug that's that's the wrong receptacle for chaw spit i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> I, I still think spitting chaw at the office is frowned upon <laughs> like, yeah it should, it should definitely it should, be a yeah it should never happen right well and he came out of the booth with the coffee pot which means he's got a mouthful of chaw while he's on air mm. we saw how he spoke with it in his mouth like how would that ever be allowed like even if it were allowed in the office like your job description pro- prohibits you <laughs> from doing this right you would think again this office does not function like any office i've ever seen no, no. <laughs> um my question my first question what was bill referring to about what he does on saturday nights <laughs> like, like I, I really want to know every saturday night what oh never mind um what does bill do on his saturday nights what is he referring to with that spaced out look that yeah. Lauren noted as being so important that, that was on my list as well because you you can tell something is flashing through his mind right, right? Yeah. It's not just he's got something particular in mind <laughs> Maybe he's still uh, seeing the, the, the crazy one that said he was from Neptune. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Linda. Linda, yeah. Uh, Lauren, uh, Lauren, do you have another question? Um, mine was, uh, I had another Chaspit related one. Okay. <laughs> so what did what do you think Bill actually had in his mouth? Because you can see he's putting something in. He, this is not just like he's miming it. Um, and you can see when he spits, something brown comes out. Um, I'm assuming they didn't give him actual chewing tobacco. Um, so what was it? Is that can you buy like prop chewing tobacco? Did they give him beef jerky? I don't know. Like what is that? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you need something to get the color right and kind of have the consistency. I was kind of thinking maybe like uh, if you shredded up some dates, possibly, like mm. you could maybe make a convincing faux chaw. And it has to be something that. Uh, Phil Hartman would agree to, right. right? Like he has to agree to put this in his mouth, whatever the props department comes up with. Yeah, yeah. But it was definitely clear that it wasn't actually tobacco. Just the way he was putting it in his mouth, mm-hmm. like that's obviously not chewing tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> that's that is not. 
All right, uh, Tom, what's another enigma from your list of enigmas? Uh, yeah, I, I guess, again, um, the episode, it was, to me, kind of like, it was like watching President and then watching this, like, back-to-back. It's almost like they basically said, okay, we're going to run that playbook again, just tweak it a little bit, and it kind of, to me, came off as uh, President Light. You know, it's like there wasn't as many jokes. There weren't as many funny lines. It was similar. Again, you know, references to Jimmy being part of these conspiracy type things again. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And Lisa figuring it out. You know, there's a lot of the same beats in in this as president. Press conference. You know, it's. Yeah. The mustache is the only real connector. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because of Jimmy's mustache, like yep. that connects the spots. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let me see here. I I want to know how does Bill know not to worry about Jimmy? He's not at the press conference, and he doesn't even like. Ah, I don't. Know. I don't. Want you know what I mean? Like, there's something about the way that he he dismisses the worry that makes me feel like he knows something. And that's why he's not worried. Not just like, ah, those guys are having their own adventures. So I'm like, how does he know not to worry about Jimmy? I think it's just that he's a narcissist and he doesn't worry about other people because he has zero empathy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he doesn't know why he shouldn't worry. He just doesn't. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And I think he also knows Jimmy's like a survivor. He's going to be fine. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I see that, but he was also, you know, uh, Lisa, I usually, you know, have the title of the most callous of the office, but I gladly pass that ass. <laughs> you know, like, he is kind of, you know, he is kind of invested in, in, in Jimmy being okay, I think, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that's, it's fair. Like, he, he doesn't really think about many other people other than themselves. Um, all right, Lauren, another one from your list? Uh, the last one on my list that hasn't already been stated was, why didn't anyone notice Joe was missing after Jimmy took off for his balloon trip like shouldn't (laughs) that that have been the thing that started tipping people off like the second jimmy disappeared joe disappeared too where is he (laughs) right Right? and and why at the at the meeting like beth goes to look for matthew who is there but joe's not there and she doesn't think to get joe (laughs) (laughs) i mean obviously for 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 the plot mechanics of having joe come in with the balloon as the surprise later but yeah <laughs> yeah, so why include the joke about Matthew, Matthew. at all? Yeah, exactly. It only and draws attention it, to the fact that Joe's not there and nobody cares. <laughs> right. Interesting. Huh. All right. Tom, do you have any more on yours? Uh no, I think that's all for my enigmas. Okay. Um kinda have a couple I'll try to put this here. Uh if Dave hadn't told them it took two months, when would they have found out how long it takes to get around the globe? <laughs> Like, Dave's not supposed to be there. Dave's not really supposed to be a part of it. And he's the one that clues them in that it cannot continue the way uh, that they thought it would. <laughs> yeah, well, and he keeps getting asked by his fake reporter and by Lisa, like, where are you? What country yeah. are you over? So, like, at some point, <laughs> he's going to realize the pacing of this. And also, on the 
display screen where it's showing the inside of Jimmy's capsule, it has latitude and longitude coordinates on it. Okay. So <laughs> somebody decided, Joe or whoever decided, like, this is where you are right now. If anyone's going to check up on it, they might find out that, like, that's that's Manhattan. Like, yeah. those are the coordinates <laughs> of Manhattan. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was thinking about just the places that they mentioned. I was like, man, if I look on a map, I wonder if they even line up or if they're just really <laughs> Like I would kind of bet that they're all over the place. If I have, I don't think he's actually a straight line. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, how long and how would they have found out that it takes way longer? Theoretically, <laughs> you get a wormhole or something. <laughs> um, let me see. Um, what did Joe do with the remaining 15k? <laughs> no, that's kind of a lot of money like what right. did he do with it is that is it the purpose i mean this this goes back into joe being some sort of super villain uh, we'll know. find out in the next the next segment what he did with that money all right oh. <laughs> um does billionaire peer pressure really exist <laughs> like is there actually like the billionaires have some sort of weird competition like throughout the series jimmy james is always calling out all the rich guys you know, is that a comedy thing or is that actually kind of a real deal where these rich guys really like see each other as competition and try to do all these uh, stunts or, or things to try to you know make themselves look bigger? 100%. How many real life billionaires do you know who have space rockets? Right. More than one. More than one. Three. <laughs> more than one. <laughs> <laughs> Three of them at least. And probably more on the way. Check. Billionaire peer um, pressure does exist. Yes. Here's, here's a, a question. When Beth asks Dave for the raise, she says, if I ask for a $500,000 million raise, mm-hmm. $500,000 million, so that's $500 billion. Does she think that Dave has it in, in his power to give him her $500 billion? That's more than Jimmy. That's that's 100 more times more than Jimmy has. What What is that number? This is coming on the, you know, the Led Zeppelin 2, like it's a... It's a hundred million, or you know, it's one in a hundred million to one. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like sometimes <laughs> when they get into numbers, it just doesn't make any sense. Maybe the writers wrote that joke real late at night. Right. <laughs> There's no time to spot check the numbers. <laughs> Are these real numbers? Yeah. <laughs> so my last question is: How much would Jimmy James be worth today if he was worth five point seven mm. billion in the late nineties? how much would he actually have today well and by season five isn't it supposed to be seven billion like in freaky friday isn't i think it's stated that he's worth seven billion because that's what matthew paid to the phone bill or whatever (laughs) um so so he's already worth more just a year later right but yeah that'd be a good question depends on what's he what he invests in right (laughs) right if if like two thousand. 2003 rolls around he's like heavily invested in enron or worldcom you know then a lot of it gets wiped out that's probably what went wrong with enron <laughs> jimmy james, jimmy james. <laughs> all right so moving on to our next category our next section here uh added scene something on the fly all right what is something that you would have liked to see or like to add to this episode uh tom why don't you go ahead and flesh out what you hinted at before <laughs> so joe has taken this this fifteen thousand dollars and he's made upgrades to his van to more easily ensnare people that he's killed 
or, or is about to kill. Uh, it's it's <laughs> like there's secret compartments where they can be hidden, limbs and so forth, like the, after he's cut them up. Um, there's like knockout gas canisters uh, inside the van. That's that's the scene that I think I'd want to see is him having so that work out done. The murder van. Yeah. Hey, every, everybody. Tom's had a tough week, so we're just gonna we're just gonna. Yeah. Tom, that's a great scene. That's a great suggestion. We love that. I'm like, yo, you just turned Joe into the Punisher. <laughs> like that's, that's, that is 100 what your added suit just did. You just spun him off into the Marvel universe and turned him into the Punisher. <laughs> Um, I, I will actually mention it now because I did have a note. I wasn't sure what it was, but it was like, realistically, I was thinking about how like they took, you know, like that was the show Riverdale where they take like, you know, the Archie comics, and they make it into a real big drama. Like imagine news radio as a melodrama, mm-hmm. you know, like, like some of these plots and how seriously they would take things. And like, I think it would be kind of entertaining. It's just something interesting to think about, but like, right. Like what if Joe really was some sort of serial killer, you know, and, and Jimmy James was some sort of evil billionaire, like, you know, trying to actually... I don't know, get a lot of money into evil stuff like billionaires do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the relationship between Dave and Lisa, you know, like Bill becomes even more maniacal. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just, just interesting to think about how this show as a comedy would turn into a melodrama and like I don't know, what some of the beats would be. Beth's life is just unimaginably sad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everybody actually soup. picks on her at work all the time. It's the worst. I love anything like genre swapping like that. <laughs> I, I just get the biggest kick out of that. I think that's great. I, is is uh, the the Fresh Prince reboot? Is that still going? They turned that I into so. a. I mean, like, again, a pretty a positive serious drama. I never. Yeah, I people were saying great things about it. I didn't. I haven't gotten a chance to check it out. But I was like, that's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, take this like lighthearted sitcom, make it like a gritty drama. Why not? Yeah. The reboot and everything, anyway. Yeah. So why not swap the genre and Sadly see what we get? True. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Lauren. What's a scene? Or what's something on the fly that you would add? Um, so I want to see footage of the balloon crashing, but it's actually Joe crashing the model, <laughs> and he would incorporate some like low tech CGI and some practical special effects, and it would have to look really oh, cheesy man. and fake. And Dave would feel the need to point out how fake it looked, and Joe would defend it as being less fake than the moon landing. Oh, <laughs> that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, I think the number one thing that I want to add is Jimmy calling up Ron to play the newscaster Dave Charles. Uh, and a lot of it is because, again, he's like, that's what went wrong. It's a three-man operation. And, again, we get that funny beat with Dave – Where's Joe? Like already those <laughs> together, but again, like Jimmy, Joe, and Ron, like that's that's the all star squad right there. You know, so it's like, how do you decide mm-hmm. who, who to call, how to call this guy up, and what did he say to get this guy on board? Like you're big this that you're that you can never tell anybody. How'd that conversation go? Either way, you know, I think it'd be it'd be funny. Um, that's a great scene I'd like to see that. Mm. Also, I forgot to mention, yeah, the the part where Joe comes out of the ceiling. It's so unnecessary, right. and I think that's what makes it so funny. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason for that. <laughs> What's he doing here? <laughs> oh, man. Um, did anybody have any other ones? I actually thought of another one that I was like, well, let's shut up. I, I've got one more. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I want to see a scene of Bill reading a story on air the next day and like giving curious glances to Dave 
who's in the bullpen and Lisa walks by and asks like why does Bill seem so perturbed by this story and Dave replies well it's because this is the story Matthew wrote on accident when he was just hitting keys randomly yesterday (laughs) and it's the most coherent thing Matthew's ever written (laughs) Dave fact checked the whole thing it's all accurate and he's like I don't know how this happened but we're putting it on the air (laughs) okay careful you don't actually accidentally write something (laughs) (laughs) silly oh I won't or something (laughs) Okay. Um, So I had one more idea as well. And that's Jimmy checking out a real balloonosphere and deciding to fake it instead. (laughs) You know, like, like he's actually like, he's like, ah, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Joe, do you think that we could? Yeah, give me 15 grand. I'll make you a bottle. Something along those lines. I thought that might be funny. All right, so we're going to move into our next category, which is our catch-all, uh, and we're going to start with the recasting. All right, and so I actually offered up two suggestions, the first one being uh, the fake news anchor, uh, Dave Charles, who obviously I've said his name about a thousand times, so I'm a fan. <laughs> uh, but what if you replaced him with a female actor, and not necessarily a character from another sitcom, but a, a female actor from another sitcom? Uh, Lauren, what did you have for this one? Who did you think would fit? I was I was having trouble thinking of anyone besides Amy Poehler, yeah. and I think the main reason is because I picture her behind that news desk yeah. on the weekend update. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I would like to see it with um, Leslie Grossman just because okay. she's one of my favorite actresses ever, and I love her, and I think she could. Um, she she's a very strong comedic actor, but she can do um, drama and serious stuff too. Like she's in American Horror Story right now. Okay. Um, so she could, I think she could play the, you know, the straight man, you know, on on the, on the broadcast, and then when she walks through it, be like, "Good job out there, Jimmy!" Right. Like I could really picture her doing that. So I think, uh, I think I want to go with Miss Leslie G, just because I love her so much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tom, what did you? Who did you see uh, fitting into this role? Well, because I I know that she can play um, an anchor person. Uh, I went with Miss Veronica Corningstone herself, Christina Applegate. Okay. Uh, you know she's definitely got the chops to to be the uh, update person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no question about that. Um, right. So my uh, along the lines of Lauren, my first thought was actually Tina Fey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I, like, oh, Tina Fey, perfect. And I was like, no, 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 like, that's not. What it is. Uh, so I actually I went with um, I think Mayim. Bialik, I, I'm never gonna say your name right. Blossom, <laughs> like uh, to me, my brain just goes blossom, um, because I can see her playing, doing the news report in a very straightforward way, but I can mm-hmm. also see that little touch of like dynamite stuff there, Jimbo. You know, and, like <laughs> saying it in a way that doesn't really break the category. Like really, what I thought of was a lot of these women are too funny. You know, they're mm-hmm. actually literally too funny for that part of what they have to do. Uh, yeah. They've got to have that serious side. Like, I can't see Amy Pearl. I can't take her seriously as a news anchor, you know, even though it says <laughs> something joke later. I'm just, I'm just like, ah. Um, yeah, so that's who I thought would fit for that. Um, and then I thought I threw on a, a bonus question here, just something out of curiosity. Let, let's say that Joe turns into the Punisher and he's unavailable. Um, <laughs> that if Joe got swapped out for another character from any other TV show, who would be Mr. James's technical advisor? Who would do the kind of the Joe job? Uh, so, Tom, did you come up with anybody for this? Somebody you think would fit? I did. I would. I would get uh, Richard Dean Anderson. Yes, okay. that's right. MacGyver. MacGyver. 
as, <laughs> as the new Vixit man around WMYX. Yeah, I like. I don't even think that you could really mess with that. Like, as far as practicality goes, <laughs> <laughs> he might have actually had Jimmy James go around the world. Right. <laughs> he could definitely build an actual balloon. Yeah. Yeah. I have a chewing gum, paperclip, <laughs> water balloon. Um, all right, Lauren. Who did you? Uh, who was somebody you thought of for this question? Okay, I have the dumbest answer ever, but once I thought of it, my brain literally could not think of anyone else. <laughs> so, although I really like MacGyver, that's that's a good one. Um, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> He's a cartoon, okay? I understand. Like, logistically, it doesn't work. But when you think about it, Detective Joe sort of is Inspector Gadget, but without Penny to help him out, right? Like, Inspector Gadget makes all the gadgets, but he's a terrible detective. Right. Yeah. And and his gadgets fail a lot. And it's only because Penny's in the background, like, you know, making repairs and figuring out the mystery. That's the only reason he ever succeeds in anything. So, so. I suppose for Mr. James, yeah, like it's such a gadget character is, is probably more par for course. So so now are we are we putting the cartoon into the WMYX universe a la like who framed Roger Rabbit or is oh. it, or is it Matthew Broderick uh, reprising his. His film oh, okay, okay, yeah. Live I was really picturing the the cartoon, which would have been just, which is why it would have been just so dumb. But let's go, Matthew Broderick. Hey, everyone, Lauren's been having a tough week. All right, so we just gonna kind of it, right? good job, Lauren. That's a great pick. Um, so, so I ended up picking Ron Swanson. I was just like. <laughs> I'm like he he's pro private business, like hates government. Probably approves of conspiracy theories. I believe he can build just about anything, uh, and, and I think that would be a hilarious exchange between Ron Swanson and Jimmy James. I just just watching the two of them in the same room, I think, would be great no matter what happens. Um, I decided he was much better than Tim Taylor, but you know, it's, it might have been one of the stock options for this. this yeah, I think you'd rather have Al. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> just, just the... <laughs> um, okay, so that's our recasting section. Was there anything else that we wanted to mention? Is there anything else about this episode that anyone uh, you know really enjoyed or thought we should point out that we haven't covered? Um, we, we covered the best slap. I was just going to mention that. That was our first slap since Catherine's departure, like mm. if you were rewatching in order. So um, unusual to see too many other people get a slap in. So I wanted to make sure that got mentioned. Um, also, I just want to say um, just the concept of buying web browsing software from a computer retailer store made me feel really old. <laughs> 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 like how many people today like younger people would rewatch this series and get to that part and be like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Foreign concept to them. Mm, yeah. I mean, you I mean, realistically, even Bill Gates isn't the, the public figure that he once was, you know, like, right. Definitely less notable. Oh, mm -hmm. all right. Uh, Tom, is there anything else that you thought we, uh, we missed or something you want to bring up? No, I think we covered it. I feel pretty good too. Lauren, all set? Yep. 
All right, so we are going to go into our last segment, last category, which is episode explained badly slash headlines, uh, where we try to explain either the, the episode or a headline that would have come out of the episode uh, to hilarious results. Uh, Tom, I'd love to have you get us started because you always have some good ones. Okay. Um, Ace Reporter pops boss's balloon. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm going to follow that up only because mine is almost as bad. Billionaire seeks to fly by peers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lauren. Local man's vice leads to medical emergency in downtown office building. Nice. <laughs> That's good. Nice. Time to go another one. Uh, the Kuwait is over. Billionaire oh. grounded. <laughs> I feel like we gotta end it on that. We're not gonna stop that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wasn't ready like that. Wow. That is some of the dumbest stuff I've ever seen. Um, so I have I have one um Jimmy schemes to prank the world for clout. Bill terrorizes coffee pots and mugs after quitting smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I figure we should probably use their names since we're going to be doing it all the time. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> all right, Lauren, did you have any other ones? It's ne- it's not as good. Yeah, as it really is. Like, I, like I, I, mine was different. So I, but yeah, no, but, yeah, mine was on the same storyline. So it's like uh, billionaire sets record for shortest ever balloon failure. <laughs> Tom's was much much better. Yeah. I was a uh, female reporter forced to cover idiotic ploy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Poor That's a good one. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, the next episode on the Hoodoo Factory conveyor belt is Towers in our Jimmy's Publicity Stunts unit. Until next time, please stop by the gift shop on your way out. Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, supplier of the only known antidote for abs of fever. Good night, pumpkin. But a fuko to you. Pantyhose. Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, the source for all your hoodoo needs. You can follow us on Twitter at hoodoo underscore factory. The Hoodoo Factory is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Please stop by the gift shop on your way out. And remember, the Hoodoo Factory is the supplier of the only known antidote for abs of fever. Hey, news radiologists. Stick around to learn more about this adequate podcast that is also part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Stolen Dress Entertainment is proud to present Of Dyson Dens, a D&D podcast starring Elishana the Cleric, Navia the Centaur Fighter, What's His Name, a human cowboy with a terrible memory, Grin, the Hobbit Rogue, Biznik the Gnome, Warlock, and me, Dan, your Dungeon Master. If you enjoy action, Does that mean the man who course can just walk right out? (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) Yeah, you hear roaring? Deception. Don't worry about her. She's actually two people <laughs> dressed as a centaur. Magic. Could Eldritch blast the lock? Son of a bitch. Did you nab it? Four chickens appear on the ground next to Navia.
and carpets. Fiznig wants everybody at his house to look at his rug and talk about some Whoa, stuff. whoa, wait a minute. Is this a good old-fashioned rug warming party? It is. Holy shit, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go. go. Then check us out at odndpodcast.com or wherever pods are casted.